Hey, you're listening to Head Over Heels, a podcast where we have real, honest, and unfiltered conversations about life and everything else in between. I'm Maggie, your host as usual, and in today's episode, we will get to know Kim Meichi, or better known as Kim, the founder of Coco Dry, Malaysia's first ever blow dry bar and a very successful one at that and we'll be diving into her journey on what it's like starting a business at 26 years old and being a young woman entrepreneur the struggles the stereotypes the roadblocks she had to go through and of course what it really means being a leader a boss a girl boss the reality behind it all we will find out and get to know her in this episode let's get started Welcome back to a brand new episode. In the previous one that you listened to, we talked about confidence. And today, we have someone super special. I know all my guests are special. Um, she is the founder of Coco Dry Kim. Hi. Hello. I know, I know. I always try to, you know, hype yes. my guest up and they always end up saying, uh, hi, what am I supposed to say? Hi, Kim. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. A little bit nervous. I know. You told me you're nervous. Yeah. I think that's completely normal because even for me, sometimes I get nervous before an interview. But don't worry, I promise to bring your uh, nerves back down to zero by the end of this episode, okay? Okay. Um, but for now, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I think we've been wanting to get you on for a very, very long time. So thank you. And congratulations on your pregnancy. Thank you so much. I know. Yeah. T- tell us about it. Like, how, how did you find out and what was that like? Yeah. How did I find out? How yeah. was that like? It all started in February, actually. Okay. Yes. Tell us. So, Valentine's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go. Um, mm-hmm. Because honestly, everyone always asks me, like, when are you going to have a baby? Because mm. I've been with my husband for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I always joke and say that Coco Dry is my baby. <laughs> and when I first found out, mm-hmm. I was really nervous. Mm-hmm. But then the thing is, I think early February, I also had a dream. No way. I had a dream okay. that I was pregnant. And I remember after giving birth, I said to myself, mm-hmm. actually, it's not that bad. <laughs> In the dream. In the dream. <laughs> so it. when I first found out, I was so puzzled and I was so confused mm-hmm. because I was trying to like, okay, like how do I go from here? Like how do I balance motherhood yeah. and building my career at the same time? And also at the same time, my husband was outside of my bedroom <laughs> waiting for the result. <laughs> so I was like, oh, like. Oh, he, knew, he, was, he knew like. Yeah, because my period is usually very. very Accurate. Okay, very got punctual. It. Yes, yes. And yes. it just didn't come. <laughs> so when he was like waiting for an answer, and I was like, oh no, so it's negative. Pressure. Okay. Yeah, because I wanted to like tell him yeah. like properly. I wanted to surprise him properly. And got he it. was like, I think he's, he could he's sense so something. Nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, show me your test result. Oh no! And then, <laughs> yeah, and, then, and I was so annoyed. And I was like, I already told you, I already told told you the answer. Like, do you not trust me or what? Like, relationship is built on trust. <laughs> but yeah. he felt it and he knew. He, he kind of like knew and I, I think at that moment, I knew that I couldn't hide it anymore. So I was like, nah. <laughs> How did he react? He was very happy. Of and then course. he started like bursting with joy, rolling I, on the floor and then, oh I my know. God, like, is this real? Like, oh, and man. I think that's when I knew that everything is worth it and we're going to figure this out together. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the whole point about having a partner, yeah. you know, the support, the trust, the love that you share between mm-hmm. the both of you. 
Oh man, that was such a cute story though. Like you're trying so hard to surprise him, but he yeah. spoiled his own surprise. Yeah, pretty much. And he literally planned it. He's been wanting it for the past two years. No way. But I always felt like I'm never ready. You get what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, I'm not pregnant clearly, but <laughs> from my conversations that I have with my mother friends, my friends who are mothers, no matter how much you prepare for it, even yes. if you plan for it, you would yes. never be ready for it. So that's why I know lah. Yeah, but that's I guess, what I've heard too. Yeah, so yes. and that, that's what you experienced as well. Yes. Oh my, okay. I think, <laughs> of course, apart from Kim's pregnancy, um, you're five, six months in already. Oh my yeah, God, wait. Almost six. six. By the time this episode <laughs> comes out, August, it I will have, be six. So I have two and a half more months. <laughs> To go. You got this, girl. Coco <laughs> dry, right? Co- what does Coco mean? Okay, wait. Don't tell me first. I want to okay. ask you later. But yeah, sure. the reason why we got Kim here today, of course, is um, apart from you know her personal life and her baby that's on the way, that's in the oven brewing, uh, we really want to know what it's like starting a business at such a young age, how you manage to grow the brand, lead an entire team, um, open your second outlet in the midst of a pandemic, just bringing your passion to life to empower and bring women together through what you do. I think that's just, uh, first of all, very, very inspiring. Um, And we have seen countless of media interviews about you, Kim. I think you're everywhere, okay? Every magazine, every online um, article, I've seen you. But today, I want to have a different approach to this conversation I'm about to have with you. I think I don't want to know what's already out there on the articles. I want to go back in time to really get to know Kim, um, who she is, who she was, what she was like, and how you ended up falling head over heels for what you do today. Okay. And I think that's also partially why yeah. I'm a little bit nervous because no one yeah. has gone there before. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me the honor to do that though. I know it's a bit nerve-wracking, but of course, yeah. um, if it's too personal, please leave out the details. But um, yeah, I'm going to get yeah. started, okay? Okay. So Kim, tell us about yourself. I think we know who you are right now, but mm-hmm. we would love to get to know your origin story, like where you were from, uh, what was it like growing up for you, and what was young Kim like, the five-year-old Kim like? Are you that Five curious child, that naughty girl, or that adventure seeker? Yeah, tell us in your own time, in your own space. Yeah. Where do I begin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five years old. Um, I think most of the people don't know that I was actually born in Alostar. Oh! Gada. Nice. Yeah. But I never really considered myself like a Gada knight. I don't know mm-hmm. what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> but I grew up in Penang my whole mm-hmm. life, ever yeah. since I was one. Mm-hmm. So I would proudly consider myself Penangite. a Penang knight. I love Penang. Even yeah. Even though my eyes is like zero to five. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I would say my childhood hasn't been very easy. Mm-hmm. My parents are always working, mm-hmm. so I was thought to be really, really independent mm-hmm. ever since I was little. Mm-hmm. I learned to cook when I was 12. Mm-hmm. I had to finish my house chores before my parents came home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was kind of like the Cinderella. Yes. So that's what my friends called me. Yeah. Uh, my parents were very, very strict with me, and I think that I really appreciated that because mm-hmm. it shaped me into who I am today, mm-hmm. um, as well as if I want something, mm-hmm. I have to earn it yeah. you know whether it is my studies whether it is studying for my diploma my degree or even I'll say anything that I do mm. yeah so I started working um, since I was 16 yeah so even oh, wow. the jobs that I have worked in is 
it's really random. Mm. Yeah, as a waitress, as a um, someone that actually, do you know about like the local thing where you actually bring um, tourists around? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like I should a sign up for tourist that as guide, well. tour guide, like a tour guide. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a tour guide. But then the thing is, the guy wanted more, and you know, yeah, it, yeah. it was very complicated. So mm. I've actually put myself like out there ever since I was um, really, really young. Mm. And mm. is that something that you wanted to to do yourself, or was it something that your parents encouraged you to, you know, put yourself out there? I would say both. They've mm. always encouraged me to mm. put myself out there, learn mm. from my experiences, mm. and they don't spoon feed me everything that I want. Mm. I have to earn it. Mm, yeah, I love so that. that was me growing up, but mm. I've always been very rebellious. So even if you ask me about, <laughs> you know, there's always a but, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm very very different mm. when I was in high school mm. and when I was in college. I was a very very different person. Rebellious in what way? If you're able to share, rebellious in what way? Um, I don't agree with every single thing that my teacher says. Mm. There was once we got into this. Argument, <laughs> yes. right? And then she was like, "Why are you staring at me?" And I would say things like, "I'm not staring at you. My eyes are just big, you know." Like, <laughs> yeah. So that was the thirteen-year-old me. Okay, okay. Yeah, got it, got it. And, and I think because of that, people mm. in my high school has concluded that I'll never be successful. Mm. I'm useless. Mm. And I think that kind of makes me want to prove to them that I'm not. Mm. I even received my first. Letter mm-hmm. of getting fired from a club in high school because I wasn't performing, oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, and I was missing a lot of like um, classes and attendance yeah. as well. Yeah, so I was very very rebellious and I, I was very notorious um, back in high school. Back in high school, so I yeah. guess your high school friends who could be listening right now would be like, yeah, yes. yeah 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 that's the Kim we know. <laughs> yes, exactly, and that Kim couldn't even speak English fluently. Really, because I was actually from a Chinese school. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I was actually from Binghua, so I spoke Chinese my whole life. Mandarin. Even my parents as yeah. well, they don't speak English. Right. So that's why my parents have always wanted me to have mm. what they didn't have, like the opportunity to study, to follow their studies mm. in high school, because they were both high school dropped out. Mm. Yeah. So, and then at that point of time, I was just. You know, if I want to be good at something, I have to put in the hard work, I have to mm. put in the effort. I used to carry this book with me mm. of like vocabulary yes. just so that I won't be laughed at yes, anymore. Yes, yes, I get Yeah, that. so that was my high school days. <laughs> oh man, I can relate to like a certain extent about not yeah. speaking English growing up. I think uh, I also come from like a small kampung mm-hmm. in Ipoh. So mm. spoke Cantonese mostly and yeah. my English wasn't that great. I was try to practice in front of the mirror and watch like yes. S Club 7 yes. Disney Channel and just kind of re-imitate what they say yeah. um, you know that's so Raven you know those American yeah. and shows and I like write down all the lines yeah. on my notebook yeah yeah oh yeah. my gosh yes totally can relate <laughs> um, I think then I, my question is also I want to know like who is your biggest influence I, I feel like you're going to say your parents mm-hmm. yeah uh, who, who is your biggest influence and, and the why and the why, I would say my childhood. Yeah. Um, especially my dad. Yeah. The thing is, I've always admired people who are self-made. Mm. And my dad is one of them. He mm. came from a very poor family mm. in Alastar, mm. where everyone used to live. Like He and his siblings and parents mm. live in a very small room. He wanted to provide for his family. Mm. 
he he fell in love with her styling, mm. and he went to Penang, mm. started his business mm. at the age of, I think it was his early 20s, 2021, mm. without any experiences mm. or any resources. Mm. And I was, I think it was so courageous of him and it's really inspiring mm. to me. So I actually grew up seeing the rise and mm. fall mm-hmm. of my dad's Hair empire. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of, of, of your dad, I think we have to give Uncle Simon a shout out. Yes. Hi, Uncle Simon. Uncle Simon. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've been, of course, I had to do research of my guests and I found yeah. out that your dad is called Uncle Simon yeah. and he's very well respected in the hair industry. He built he as his own empire. And I think you, I don't know if, tell me if I'm wrong, you guys started a, a salon in, in Penang as well. Yes. That's called Wave Salon. Is yes. that the one that you have it with your with your father or is um, how yes. did that work? Um, so what happened was her impression mm. was the hat empire that yeah. my dad built. Yes. And the salons and academy yes. that I basically like grew up yeah. in. Yeah. Like, I would go to my that salon every single day before um, going to school. Yeah. You know, nice just to, to help my dad out. And yeah. have my hair done too. Like hair yeah. wash yeah. and like styling, yeah. high ponytail. Yeah. Um, yes, and then I think it's been about like 20 over years mm. ever since it started. Mm. And I think at this point of time, it wasn't relevant to the market anymore. Mm. He used to have 10 outlets, mm-hmm. but because of partnership issues mm. and so on, mm-hmm. so like he had to close down mm. every single outlet and mm. only left with one. Mm. And even that one was really struggling because of the MCO yeah. and because it wasn't catering to like the millennial market. Yeah. And yeah. the location itself has become it is at Komtar. Oh, like I think for yes, those who are from Penang, it's yeah. very dodgy. Yes, yes. And no one literally goes there. I wouldn't even want to go there. Yeah. So he was on the verge of like really giving up. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was when I gave him two options. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, daddy, um, you have two options right now. Number mm-hmm. one is you trust me mm-hmm. into building a new brand with you because I know that for him to let go of her his, impression, his, his love. baby, yeah. his love. Mm-hmm. Something that has built for all 20 over years is going to be very difficult. Mm. But I also believe that it is the right time to act and to change. Mm. And secondly is me being a filial daughter and give him a monthly allowance. But then the thing is, I, I just couldn't see him giving it up because I yeah. grew up watching him hosting seminars, mm. right? Like performing, you yeah. know, like in hair shows. Yeah. And I'm be like, oh my God, like that's my dad on stage. No. You know, I was that little girl. Yes. And I just couldn't see him giving all up. Yeah. So I was like, why don't you do this with me? Yeah. And he said, yes. Mm. And I think at that point of time, he also started trusting me more because of Coco Dry. Yes. Because of what I have built. Yes. And that's how Wave was born. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, can I just say... I admire you so much just just up to this point of our conversation <laughs> the the amount of courage and the amount of the vision that you have not just for yourself but the people around you yeah Honestly, it's very scary like it I was is. so scared because it's my family at stake for and sure. it was my dad's one last hope and my last chance yeah so I was like it's different from Coco Dry because I cannot watch it feel like no matter what I have to make it work yes yeah so that was your mindset too yes by hook or by crook this is where I'm going I'm gonna make yes. it work Especially when it's for a family. I think yeah. the stick is so different. And how many years in uh, 
um, the wave salon um, when you sit had that conversation mm-hmm. with that. How many years in since you started Coco Dry? A year in? I started Coco Dry in December 2019. Mm-hmm. Wave was born in November mm-hmm. 2020. No, about a year <laughs> or so. My gosh, yes. Kim. Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell us now about Coco Dry. Like, before we dive into it, what mm-hmm. does Coco Dry mean? Coco Dry means confidence mm. in women. Like, we wanted to bring out the confidence in women, not mm. just from how they look, but also from the inside as well. Mm. So, community building is mm. very important mm. to us. Mm. Yeah. And, and is there a, a meaning behind the word COCO? Remember, you said it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a combination of two words confidence and. Confidence on the outside and confidence on the inside. Oh. Yeah. So, at first, I thought coconut. To be honest, when I oh first heard it, I like, coconut, oh, maybe that's why it's all very summery, very bright, yeah. yellow. Then I remember seeing one of your posts saying, mm-hmm. oh, it's actually confidence on the outside and yeah. confidence on the inside. And I'm yes. like, oh, it's not coconut. What? But actually, yeah. okay, so this was the story. Yes, right? tell us. Um, when I wanted to bring the blow-dry bar idea to Malaysia, mm-hmm. so we're... You know, I was just like brainstorming like what name would be best. Mm. And then I was like, okay, my friends, okay, what about Blow Bar? Blow Bar. <laughs> so I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was the reaction that we got, especially from guys. You're yeah. like, oh my God, Blow Bar, blow me. Like, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it can go uh, south quite fast, yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's not the impression that yeah. I wanted to give. Like yeah. my purpose is different. It's, yeah. not, it's not that. It's so misleading. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny story. Though. Yeah, and then after that, a friend was like, "Okay, because it was so hard to think about names." Yes, you know, it like, is. Trust me, it is. Yeah, like head over heels yeah, and have, yes, correct. I mean, finding a name and the meaning behind it and having it to align with your vision—it's not easy. Yes, aligning with a vision yeah. and that was not the vision I wanted. Not blow, bra for sure. Not blow. <laughs> okay, and then and then my friend was like, "Okay, let's think about cocoa. Uh, let's think about fruits." Yeah, and then we're oh. just throwing in names like oh, like apple, orange, and then like coconut. Coconut. Ah. And then someone was like, what about Coco Hut? Like a place where you can offer different services. It's so fun. It's so chill. Yes. Like so Bali, so beachy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then I was like, but it's a blow dry bar. Mm. Coco dry. Ah. Yes. So that's Perfect. how Coco dry was born. Amazing. And also I was trying to think, okay, I don't want it to be just a name. Mm. I want it to have like a meaning mm. behind it. Mm. And I remember like the core of why I wanted to do mm-hmm. was really to empower women to mm-hmm. make them feel confident. Mm. So coincidentally, I was like, okay, you know, like CO stands for confidence. Mm-hmm. So that's how it happened. Beautiful. Yeah. How it all just <laughs> fell into place from blow bar. From, yeah. I mean, that's how brainstorming works, right? You just yes. gotta throw in everything and weed out the ones that doesn't work and yes. look at what you got. I think I love it. Okay, um, of course, we all know Coco Dry. And if this is your first time uh, hearing about Coco Dry, go find them on Instagram. And the next time you need to, you know, blow dry your hair, you've got a good spot. Trust me, I've been there a couple of times. <laughs> Pretty sure. Um, clearly, I have. I didn't go today. So my hair is just straight. But Kim's hair is just um, beautifully blown. But yes, okay. Um, I, I really want to know though, really. Um, what? I mean, I know now that your dad had a hair empire. Mm-hmm. So that really makes so much sense why um, your DNA is in this industry as well. Like you grew up watching what he, uh, watching your dad do what he does. But what gave you the idea to, to start a blow-dry bar? Because like you said, mm-hmm. Coco Dry is the first successful blow-dry bar in Malaysia. Apparently it was one previously, but they didn't make it. Like 
What gave you the courage to still go for it? What gave me the courage to still go for it? I think at first I was really scared. For sure. Um, I was really scared that I was going to fail. Mm-hmm. I was really scared I was going to disappoint the people around me. Mm-hmm. I was very scared that I was going to lose all my investors' money as well. Mm. Um, but I think when you think like rationally, you mm-hmm. know, like what is the worst that could happen, yeah. right? And then actually it's not that bad because mm. the thing is I'm in a very privileged position if anything goes wrong, if I really fail, mm. you know, I would still have a roof on mm. top of me, mm. Right, I can still go back to corporate. Yeah. So when you actually weigh that out, it's not as scary as you think it is. Mm-hmm. But then when you think about what about the possibilities, mm-hmm. if you were to make it, mm-hmm. the opportunity is endless. Yeah. And honestly, Kodra has opened up so many doors to me, where, which I've never ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even back then, I actually have this tattoo mm-hmm. on my hand. Mm-hmm. And it actually it say? says fearless. Ah. Because I think when I was younger, I have always been very fearless. Like, if I want something, I'll just go for it regardless. Yeah. But as you grow up, you tend to have much more, like, things to consider. A lot of worries, wondering how people will see you, yeah. wondering what happens if you fail. Mm. And I think, you know, being fearless is just really, yes, you're scared, but, you know, you still go for it mm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think that really pushes me to start and I don't want to live in regrets I don't want to be like if someone has I, done it and yeah. I could have done it but I didn't do it just because I was so scared yeah. I'll be so mad at myself yeah I think for sure like I think it's better to regret something that you did yes. than to regret what you wish you did like what if what if, what if like you yeah. can't live with what if I, I cannot live with what if yeah. either and oh yeah so would you say this is your first business venture and if it's if it is, what gave you, gave you that leap of faith? I think you just answered mm-hmm. that. But if no, what was your f- some of your first foray into entrepreneurship? Is this your first business yes. ever? Ever. Ever. Never even done anything? Never. Oh, wow. 26 yeah. years old. Yes. So I consider myself really lucky and mm. also to have met a lot of amazing people mm. that has helped me along the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think I have seen you with your team when I first went to the Publica event, uh, the oh, opening. Yeah. I've seen how you interacted. I, I, I was just kind of like, you know, while I was doing my hair, just observing, right? Wow, so you were yeah. watching the whole thing. I was watching everyone. <laughs> and of course you uh-huh. as well. And I was just seeing the way you guys interacted. It's, um, how do I put it in words? It's like a, it's like a family, the way you guys speak to each other, to encourage each other. And of course, you did mention that, um, I forgot her name, the girl that was doing my hair, mm-hmm. but you did mention to me, hey, this is, um, let's just put Cheryl, um, she starts with S, I forgot her name, Amen. Mm-hmm. You said, she used to work with me, but now she's my business partner. I think it's Shen. Shen, Shen. there we go, yes. I remember yes. that conversation, I'm like, Oh, wow. But I always wanted to ask you, how did that come along? Like, how did your someone that you hired ended up being your business partner? And mm-hmm. uh, what was your thought process behind that approach as well? Because they are not investors that you seek out from, but mm-hmm. these are people that, you know... Entrepreneurship. Um, yeah, like enrolled to Coco Dry, wanted to work with Coco Dry, but mm-hmm. ended up being a business partner and having an own part, part ownership of the brand as well. So yeah, like who taught you that and how did that come about? Tell us. I think how did that come about was I wanted to make an impact mm-hmm. in the beauty industry. And I think it all started from 
my childhood as well. Mm. Um, yeah, everything is like back to my <laughs> everything. Trust me, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think I grew up in an environment where I witnessed firsthand that stay-at-home moms. I mean, like this will sound a little bit like controversial, mm-hmm. but I think I'm just speaking based on what I have experienced. Yeah, and I've noticed firsthand that you know stay-at-home mom or like women who contribute so much to family. But they don't contribute to a business mm-hmm. financially. Mm-hmm. Are always being looked down on. That's number one. And then number two, I've also seen how helpless they are mm. when they are stuck in a very toxic marriage mm. and they can't get out of it mm. because in a way they are so detached from the society and they couldn't leave because if they leave, they couldn't go anywhere. And you know, I've seen how vulnerable they were, and I just. I told myself, I don't want to put myself in this situation. And if I can, and if any woman wants to, I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. You know mm-hmm. that kind of helplessness and and vulnerability, and you know. Yeah. So, even when I started a business, I think Blow Dry Bar was a pure coincidence, mm-hmm. and it has always been like the impact that you can make yeah. in the society as well, putting profitability, mm-hmm. you know, aside. So and I know that in the long run, as a business owner, as a leader, I can only do so much, mm-hmm. right? And I really want to impact the people, you know, not just our our guests to make them feel confident, but people who actually believe in the idea mm-hmm. to actually hold a stake, you know, mm-hmm. in the business as well. Yeah, and that's how the idea come about. And even when it comes to climbing the corporate ladders, yeah, right. Yeah. But then the thing is, you will never have a stake. Yeah. In the company. Yeah. You are always working for other people. Yeah. And then in this case, I always tell them that whatever they're doing now, mm-hmm. you're not going to do it forever. And mm-hmm. I believe in having people to work with me, mm. you know, not just for me. Mm. But obviously, I think everyone has a choice. You know, they mm. can always do whatever that, that makes them happy. Mm. It's just that when it comes to me and also for other women that want to build something for themselves, mm. I just want to, to be able to encourage them mm. and also for them to believe in themselves mm-hmm. and to step up of their comfort zone. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I need to let that sink in a little bit. <laughs> Bella is also like, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm curious though, like then what is your if requirement before you even reach out to your team to have a stick in your company? Is there, what do you mm-hmm. look for? What do I look for? Yeah. Trust. Mm. I think that's the very number one thing that yes. I look for mm-hmm. in terms of partnership. For sure. You need to be able to trust the person fully and wholeheartedly mm. and knowing that they will also give their 100% in the business not just 50% there's no such thing I believe in giving 100% in every single thing that you do you can't really divide yourself mm-hmm. yeah trust is the number trust. one thing and also I would say I won't say time because mm. I always look at people with that potential mm. of growth it's not like okay you fought with me for for about like three years, okay, so it's your time, mm. you know, to be my partner, but no, but it's, it also depends on like the values that you have brought into the company, mm. right? Mm. And also me being able to trust you mm-hmm. as a business partner, that's mm-hmm. very important. Mm. Do you have a mentor in business? Or? Many. <laughs> and do you think that's very important for entrepreneurs, having mentors that can lead them, guide them? Yes. And, and what is um, irreplaceable money cannot buy value that you have with your mentors right now 
Money cannot buy value that I have with my mentors. Yeah, what right is now. the priceless thing that you have the with your mentor? The priceless thing. Yeah. Relationship. Mm. I think it's relationship. And I think even when it comes to mentors, mm. at every phase of my career, mm. I meet very different people. Yeah. That somehow they'll just come into my life and offer really, really good advices mm-hmm. that makes me rethink, you know, my strategy. And if I'm doing certain things right. Yeah. So there's no everything is priceless. This entire experiences. Yes, everything is priceless. It's the entire experiences and also the trust that that they have in me as well. That mm. they believed in someone that has literally zero experience mm. in business mm. and they are willing to invest that time in me. And I remember one of them. Mm-hmm. Her name is Doris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's actually one of my investors mm. and also my mentor. Mm. She once told me that, Kim, I know you have attended many business courses, mm-hmm. but I would like to send you to this course in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Doris, like, here, I, here I am like, mm. trying to raise funds. Mm. Clearly, I don't have enough funds <laughs> to support myself, to fly to Taiwan to attend the course that you told me about. Mm. And she's like, no worries. Like, I want to support you yeah. because I believe that this will be good to you. It's mm. nothing to do with business, yeah. but it is something to do with the core of being a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Like, show it to Oren. You know, yes, that's what yeah. she said in Mandarin. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's Oren. Like, how hard is that? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then I did accept her offer mm-hmm. and she, mm-hmm. and she only met me for like months. Yeah. And I was pitching to her and she wanted to, to send me to Taiwan mm-hmm. to learn how to Zorin. Mm-hmm. I took the offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like after um, I, I started making money and I returned her, um, yeah, yeah, like the course fee and everything. But yeah. like, I was just so touched. Yeah. And then when I was there, I finally understood why she did what she did. It's mm-hmm. about paying it forward. When she was younger, yeah. there were people that have helped her. Yeah. And right now, she sees something in me mm. like... You know, like her younger self. Yeah. And she just wanted to pay, pay it forward. For it, yeah. And I was just so touched. Like, I never imagined yeah. that a random stranger that I've just met mm. would offer me such opportunity. Mm. And I'm in- eternally grateful yeah. for that. And it was also the first time that she has sent someone that she barely know mm-hmm. to attend that course in Taiwan. Amazing, yeah. amazing. So that was one of my mentors. And yeah. there were many more that yeah. taught me about crowdfunding and etc. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. that, that is definitely something that really makes a difference in, in your journey, I see. It um, does. And speaking of investors, mm. what was your first few conversations like? Were you rejected in your very start? Ah. I want to know all that before you started Coco Drive. Because like you said, no one has mm-hmm. done it. In fact, no, wait. Someone has done it and they failed. Yeah. So how did you manage to <laughs> convince your investors that I will make Coco Dry work? I want to know what was the conversations like, if you can share. What was the conversation like? I mean, not in detail, but like, yeah. did you get rejected? And, and if yes, like what was, what was that like? Yeah. Yes, I, I would say 50% rejection. Oh. And, but in my head, it was all about numbers game. Mm. If out of 10 investors, I pitched to mm. one say yes to me. If mm. I need five investors, I need to pitch to 50. <laughs> so, <laughs> and how many did you pitch to? Uh, a lot, actually. Yeah. I think about 20 over people. Mm. I think about 20 over, almost 30. Wow. Yeah, and I improvise uh, my pitch deck every, every now time. and then based on the questions that they ask me. Mm. But like you said, like, how did I convince my mm. investors to invest in me, right? Mm. Honestly, 
other than just doing enough research mm-hmm. to show them that hey you know this could actually be successful mm-hmm. you also need to be very clear on like why the previous one didn't make it mm. yeah so i was so grateful mm-hmm. to be able to to meet the previous owner mm-hmm. for her to actually share her war stories with me because mm. a lot of people always talk about successes you always yeah. learn from successes but yeah. when do you ever learn from failures because i think you have so much to learn mm-hmm. from that as well mm-hmm. yeah and sure. that would also give you like a, a shorter route and mm-hmm. prevent you from like banging walls and avoid the mistakes that mm-hmm. they've done mm-hmm. yeah and other than that I was actually very honest. I actually told my investors that I cannot guarantee you 100% that it's going to be successful. Yeah. I was very upfront. I was very honest. And I think that that's the basis of, of a business. Yeah. Yeah. And I told them that there's a risk in every single business. Yeah. But what I can promise you is I can do my 100% mm. to make sure that it is successful. But whether it will fail or it will be successful, I can't promise you that. No, no one can yes. guarantee that. Yes. Yeah. So that was what I told them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Damn, I have a lot of questions now, guys. So we got to <laughs> be here for quite a bit. But um, yeah, and then let's fast forward to now that, you know, Coco Dry is on its way to the third outlet. Yes. Yes. Okay. We don't know where it is yet. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> and when would that be? When? Oh, we can't reveal yet. Soon, by Soon. the end of this year. Okay. That's all I can reveal for now. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard it here first on Head Over Heels. But yeah, I think you are so good at building teams. I think that's really what you are set out to do. I don't know. <laughs> this is what I see, right? And this is what I'm pretty sure a lot of people would agree as well. Um, um, but what do you think are some of the most important building blocks to making a good team? I mean, good doesn't mean you know perfect yeah yeah so in in your experience so far in my experience building blocks i would say core values Mm. i always talk about core values and what are the core values for coco dry customer experience is everything Mm -hmm. then what makes a dream work Mm -hmm. the only concern in life is change Mm um act of kindness Mm -hmm. today must be better than yesterday sorry five core values the last one was today must be better than yesterday today must be better than yesterday yes Oh, wow. So that's like the five core values that you the drive your team. The five core values. Yeah. And that's also the benchmark mm-hmm. of hiring as well. Mm. And speaking of hiring, what's your hiring process like? It really depends on the role. Mm-hmm. But since Coco Dry is a service-based industry, so we can tap into a little bit about like hiring mm-hmm. a good stylist. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always, always tell my team core values, attitude is more important than anything no matter how good their skills is, mm-hmm. but if they don't have the right core value, we will let them go. go. So one of the benchmark that we have set up is, we actually have this um, face mm-hmm. called the no string attached face. Okay. Yeah. So that's actually our training period okay. for the first one week. Ah. Yeah. So it is for them to actually observe is co- if Coco Dry is the right place for them to to work you know Mm. if they'll feel happy in this environment do they feel connected with our culture and also for us internally to actually observe if this person is the right fit Mm. for coco dry Mm. yeah no strings attached no strings attached (laughs) i mean formally kind of like probation but i like the way you approached Mm. it and 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 kind of name it to to no string because no I think attached. it's a two-way thing. Yeah. It's a two-way thing for them to observe as Correct. well and also for us to decide. Yes. And within 
that one week when you spend every single day with them, mm-hmm. you can actually tell a lot mm. about their personality, about their attitude. Mm. Do they fit in to our core values? Do they mm. practice them more? Are they kind people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 that reminds me of another question I want to ask: Is how do you manage a poor performer? Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's easy when, 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 when someone is performing well. Yes. I think, honestly, like, I mean, I have my own team as well, but mm-hmm. I've also encountered uh, recently that, you know, I didn't know how to deal with a poor performer, especially yeah. if it was my first time. Yes. How do I have that conversation with a person when they are so unaware? And mm-hmm. how do I convey that message across? And what mm-hmm. should my next steps be? Giving chances? I think I've given enough. So mm. what, what's next? Like, what, what, is, what is it like for you? Honestly, mm. it really depends because when it comes to poor performer, it really depends on poor in skills mm. or is it poor in attitude? Yeah. Yes. I think Chinese has this saying, Jiang san yi gai ben xing nan yi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I were to translate, it means you can change the shape <laughs> of a mountain, yeah. but it's even harder to change someone's attitude and personality, especially when they have had it with them. Yeah. Ever since they were little. Yeah, I agree. So when it comes to bad apple, unfortunately, Mm. you have to let them go. Yeah. It was very, very difficult for me. Yeah. I have always been very patient. Yeah. I'm very, my team calls me soft-hearted. But then there was one day, one of my team members came to me, Kim, Mm. you're not doing charity. Mm. Yeah. Coming from my team. I appreciate honest feedback because that's how I grow. Yeah. Yes. And after that, she even told me, while well, you're spending so much time trying to change a poor performer, you're also neglecting the people who are performing so well in the company and our resources are also wasted. Mm. Don't you see that? Mm. And that's when I'm like, actually, she's right. And mm. also at the same time, I was reading this book mm-hmm. um, written by Netflix founder, No Rules Rule. So mm. they did talk about high performers, medium performers, and low performers as well. Mm. And it all just kind of like makes sense to me. Mm. And I just had to. <laughs> it's yeah. difficult, right? It's very to difficult. To let someone go. It is. Yeah. But when it comes to skill sets, mm-hmm. when it comes to, yeah, I think it can be trained. For sure. I as long as they have the will. And to me, to it's learn. like I always tell my team, I don't expect you to just grow from like, you know, 1% to 100% within like a day is crazy. But let's say if you are better than yesterday, you are taking baby steps. You are making progress and just focus on yourself. That's mm. why today must be better than yesterday. It's actually, it's our core value. Mm. It's also a constant reminder for our team as well. Yeah. 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 And um, I know this may be a difficult uh, question for mm. you, but what do you think uh, what what's the kind of leader do you think you are? A soft-hearted one. We already know mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Trying know. to be tough. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, what kind of leader? Mm. Someone who's still a work in progress, definitely. Um, but I think one thing is I actually encourage mistakes in my mm-hmm. team. Mm. Yep. Because even me, I make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And I will always own up to me. Ah, uh, own oh. up to it. Yeah. I'll tell them that, hey guys, like this is also my first time being a leader. It is always a work in progress and I still have so, so much to learn and we are constantly learning from one another. Mm-hmm. And if they make mistakes, mm-hmm. I will always look into it and forgive them. Mm. But they shouldn't repeat again. For sure. Because I also believe that making mistakes 
failure mm-hmm. is also how you learn. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you learn faster mm-hmm. even. But if you're so scared to even make mistakes, you will never learn. You will always be right at the same spot yes. of where you started. Yes. Yeah. At this point of your life right now, Kim, apart from your business, mm-hmm. what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Actually, there are a lot of things mm-hmm. that make me happy. Yes. Um, my career mm-hmm. makes me very happy. Mm. Um, I think honestly, where, where I came from, mm-hmm. I think I have come really, really far. It's like I'm yeah. literally living in my dream right now. Yeah. It, it's very crazy for me to like just put it out there. But if you knew me back then, yeah. like all my high school friends, yeah. they're like, oh my God, like this Kim is so different from that Kim. And who yeah. knew that this Kim could be this Kim? Yeah. <laughs> you get what I mean? Kim Possible. Uh, Kim Remember? Possible. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to use that as my Insta IG, but oh, really? someone took it already. <laughs> so Wait, what is it now? It's Kimmy Kim- It Real. Yeah, Kimmy It Real. Kimmy It Real. Oh, yeah. yeah, Kim Possible. My favorite what cartoon back in the days. Happy. Mm. Yeah, that's my favorite cartoon too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what else makes me happy? I think it's just really surrounding myself with people that make me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. are always encouraging me. Yeah. Um, traveling. Yeah. Yeah. So recently I just came back from yes, Italy. Yes. And I forgot how it was like to, to travel. To travel yeah. and, and to have so much fun and yeah. feeling carefree. Yeah. And that makes me happy too. Yeah. And I think it's also like, Looking forward to mm-hmm. the next chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. I think it's really exciting. Yes. And I don't know, because I count my blessings every single day. Yeah. I have this gratitude journal where I practice gratitude because I think that's so important. Yeah. Um, there are so many things, honestly. Everything makes me happy. <laughs> I love that. I love that you can't just pinpoint one, obviously, it's because so hard. It's, it's such a blessing to have so many things to be happy about. It is. Really, really. Because for some people, it's so hard to even think of one Mm. so I really like that thank you um (laughs) I think at this point of our conversation I can I can totally tell that you're that happy-go-lucky person and you are someone who even in your darkest times or lowest Mm. point you would somehow you will be able to somehow draw strength from within you or people around you to just keep pushing Would, would you say you're like that yes yeah I think recently we hired um an HR manager. Oh, so she was actually Thank you. So she was actually doing like a review ah. with my team as well. Yeah. So I think one of the feedbacks that I've gotten from my team is positivity. Like I'm very positive. If they don't know how I do it, they think I'm a little bit crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I always believe that like you can always see light, you mm-hmm. know, at the end of a tunnel. Mm-hmm. And my favorite quote is, what you think, mm-hmm. you become. Mm-hmm. And I think thoughts are just so important because mm-hmm. the moment when you believe that it's a dead end. The moment when you believe that there's no other way out, mm-hmm. you're doomed. Yeah. And it all starts from your thoughts and then putting your thoughts into actions. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I first opened Coco Dry, one yeah. of my team members is like, I think my boss is crazy. <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, she's very concerned. And yeah. I just love how she compliments me yeah. in so many different ways. Yeah. And then she was like, I don't think our team is ready to even like open it. But I'm like, no guys, like, this is a launch date. We can do it one. It's okay. We'll just figure it out along the way. Let's just do it. Let's just open and see what happens next. Yeah. But they were like, oh, but like the, 
they're not ready yet. Like, what yeah. about this skill? What about this? What about that? I'm like, it's okay. Like, we can do it. Like, just yeah. trust me. Yeah. And then, yeah, then she's like, yeah, my boss a bit crazy one, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I compliment her crazy, so it just works out. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, I love that. Okay. Um, so we got a question from the floor from our showrunner, Bella. She is so engrossed in this conversation. This is her first time asking a question f- during a live recording. Uh, so basically what she, she asked is that, you know, like what is the foundation and the core principle of you doing what you do, you know, supporting, empowering women because the beauty industry is very, very competitive. And when competition um, exists, um, competition amongst peers exists at the same time. And sometimes that can, that can look not so great. Mm-hmm. But you, your story is so so interesting and inspiring because you, in your journey of starting being a, a, a newcomer in the industry, you got so much support from also your women peers. And that, according to Bella, is quite unheard of. So what was that like? Do you want to share with us? <laughs> Take your time. I'm still trying to wrap my head um, around this question because it's quite long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's when I first started. Yeah. Yes, I had really great supportive yeah. um, mentors yeah. and peers, yeah. you know, that supported me. But there were also a lot of people that told me that I cannot do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel um, it's a very competitive market. I'm going to get eaten alive Are by sure? big fishes. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I do get that um, a lot as well. Mm. So I think it's really about being the change that you want to see. Because mm. I think that, I think it's just mindset. In general, people are just more, I don't want to say negative, but you get where I'm coming from. Like every time we have a new idea, people will be like, can ma, cannot one la. You know, that yeah, kind of I feeling. Think- I think a lot of doubt um, exists in, in, in the thoughts and mindset. Yes. Yeah. Like, are you sure? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a good idea, but are you sure? Not completely being negative about Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they actually come from good intention. Yes, They yes. care for you. Yeah. They want the best for you. Yeah. But also at the same time, I also see that there are a lot of people that put up limitations. Yeah. Um, I can't do this because yeah. I don't have enough funds. Yeah. I can't do this because I don't have enough experiences. Yeah. And I think I just wanted to be the change and yeah. I want to encourage more women to do that. And in terms of like, I would say competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen back in my dad's generation mm-hmm. on how the whole hair industry and beauty industry is very toxic. Mm. It's very, very toxic. Mm. They are constantly backstabbing mm. one another, stealing each other's clients or even team, team members. members and and my dad has actually gone through yeah. a lawsuit because of that because he, because he was so up there yeah. and people just wanted to bring him down yeah and so you've seen that happening I have right seen before that your eyes right before my eyes betrayals and and I know that I couldn't change what happened to me back then mm-hmm. but I know I have the ability to change what I want the future mm-hmm. to be. Mm. So even when it comes to starting a business, yes, like I said, profit is very important. Yeah. But when times are hard, mm-hmm. right, it is your purpose that keeps you going. Mm. Like, why did you start, you know, at the very first place? Mm. 
because I wanted to make a change mm. in the beauty industry because of what I went through. Mm. I want me myself mm-hmm. to be able to stand on my feet mm. firmly on the ground mm-hmm. and and never have to you know like feel helpless and whatsoever. So I would say it's a lot of like little little factors mm-hmm. that shapes my thoughts and my mindset and my decision into what it is today. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think your foundation is so strong. Like you being able to watch your mm. dad fail yeah. and succeed yes, um, and all everything else in between. And that already gives you kind of like, I think your seeds has been planted in you since you were a child. Yes. And now you kind of know which seed I don't want in my pot. Mm. I don't know if that yes, makes sense. That is actually very true. Right? Like Yes. Because for some people, they may not have that foundation. Yeah. Really completely starting from scratch. So they may not have the foresight yeah. of all these things. But yes. like you said, you said you're unlucky, but not just lucky. You paid attention, you observed, and you actually put in the work. So I guess I think I, I just I guess I just didn't want history yeah, to, to repeat itself. To repeat itself. And even I think there was once my husband told me this. Mm-hmm. He was like, a lot of people, they don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But you need to be clear with what you don't want. Yeah. Yes. That's so true. Yes. Um, you, you can, yeah, I mean, if you go deeper into it, a lot of the times we don't know what we want. Yes. And also we don't know what we don't want. That's when we get stuck. Yes. Right. But actually, because like, I'm always trying to figure out like what's my purpose. Yeah. Um, like what's next for me, yeah. you know? But when you have a strong foundation and you know, because it's, it's like, okay, ice cream, yeah. like, or <laughs> like chocolate. Oh, I don't like ice cream. Yeah, then you're yeah. not, okay, I'm not going to order any ice cream. Mm. But sometimes you look at me, oh my God, like, I want this, I want that. Like, how do I pick? Mm. But once you eliminate what you don't want, I mm. think... It also helps me to figure out like what's right for me and mm. what do I want in life yeah. based on my history and what I've observed yeah. um, ever since I was little. Because I know that, yes, my childhood was a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. I think I don't want history to repeat itself like mm. where I was born. Mm. My childhood, um, I had no control of that. Mm. But I always know that I have control over how I want mm. the next phase of my life mm. to be. Mm. Yeah, and that's that. That's the awesome part about you, Kim. Like you just have the passion—not just passion, the want, mm. the the vision—to even do that. Not mm. a lot of people can. Yeah. So really, really, thanks for sharing with us. Like I got to pick your brain a little. I got to understand <laughs> you so much more, and just yeah. hear you sharing from your heart. And um, I think. My last question, business related, after this we can move on a little. <laughs> In your oh, three years now? Three of, years now. Three years, three years of do, building Coco Dry. Is there anything that you wish you did differently? I don't think so. I think everything is right where mm. it is supposed to be. Mm. I have made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. I've bought my eyes out. Mm-hmm. I've doubted myself al- along the way. But I believe that life is 
a learning process mm. and without all those um, milestones, mm-hmm. you know, roadblocks, roadblocks, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today. For sure. And even when it comes to milestone, it's like you have to trip in order for you to learn, yeah. in order for you to reach a milestone. So no. Even though sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I wish I've known this early. Oh my God, I want to move faster. I want yeah. to grow faster. But unfortunately, it doesn't work this way. Yeah, it's all part of the process. It's just part of the process. Yeah. yeah. Growth is uncomfortable. Yes. It's going to make you sometimes doubt yourself. Wait, yes. what am I doing? But that's yeah. all part of the process, right? It is. Okay. I have a very... Like, this is such a random <laughs> question. The team will be like, Maggie, where did I come from? <laughs> How you never asked this for any other podcast. But... Um, but here we go okay Kim so if you have a toolbox with you right now mm-hmm. it cannot be a beauty toolbox or a cocoa dry label toolbox whatever the cute one you okay. know if there's a toolbox with you right now and in the toolbox there can be three things and these three things can be in the form of anything it can be an item a physical item mm-hmm. it can be a piece of paper with your note it can be a value that's intangible it can mm-hmm. be an advice and you are to pass this toolbox to someone else who's about to start his or her business what would those three things in the toolbox be Hmm. <laughs> As I was working on a this episode, box. I thought about that. Yeah. So it's like you know, like mixing the potion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> um, I would say courage. Yes, very important because you need to have courage to take the first step and to even get yourself started. And once you start, things will just flow. Mm. It's like bungee jumping mm. taking the first step of the, the, the what do you call that? the cliff the, cl- the, the platform the, ba- the platform yeah. the platform is always the hardest unless you're Maggie then maybe you never jump I can't, <laughs> I can't do it but yes yes oh my gosh I saw your video I like can't. the one where they hit a button and you like, ah, yeah, oh my it God, was, it was I hate free fall uh-huh. like it just makes my heart I mean that's the whole point right people yeah. like that but I hate that drop in my heart I hated it though. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah. I died out with the one. <laughs> you did it anyway. Uh, forced to by my friends. The second right? Yes. No, I didn't. I scolded them. I said, no, don't ask <laughs> no, me to do this. <laughs> yes. But the moment when you took the first step yeah. and then looking you just, back, looking back, you yeah. just spread your arms and you just yeah. feel so good. So yes. the first step is always the hardest. So yeah. courage and yeah. also courage to make mistakes. Yes. Right. Courage to learn from it. You yeah. know, fall down seven times, get up eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number two. <laughs> what else? Tenacity. Tenacity is very important. Mm. When times are hard, mm. you just don't give up. Mm. You will always need to find a solution mm-hmm. and keep going mm-hmm. no matter what. And I mm-hmm. think that's something that I've learned during the MCO. Mm-hmm. It was really, really tough for me. Yeah. It was I only had like what? Three months of experiences in business and suddenly it is MCO. Like, what do I do next? <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. And also people telling me, that, oh my God, like, oh, is going to close down. Are you going to be okay? And I'm like, no, like, I don't want it to close down. Like, I just couldn't. And yeah. you guys broke even in your first year, you mentioned? Yes, we did. Right after the MCO. How? Um, I think it's the seeds that you plant. So during the MCO, I think we 
just channel all our remaining resources into building our online presence, social mm-hmm. presence, you know, like building genuine connections with our followers. Like mm-hmm. just talking to them, hey, do you have any problems? We're here for you. Just putting really good contents out there, mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Even content creation was like so new to me. Yeah. But I had to learn and yeah. it is the only time where people paid so much attention on social media. Yeah. So if they don't know about your brand, you're not doing something right. Yes. Yeah. So I think when it was lifted and we were just... Full house mm. ever since. Amazing. Yeah. So it's the seeds that you plant when times yeah. are hard. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Tenacity is very important. And lastly, <laughs> hmm, what else? To start a business. Um, it can be not advice, uh, it can be anything. I would say awareness. Awareness and intention mm. is very important mm. to be aware of the decisions mm-hmm. that you have made mm-hmm. and to self-reflect. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we just go, 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 go. You yeah. know, like all the way. Yeah. But we don't really take a step back and actually reflect, are we doing things right? What are the things that I've learned, you know, like from this decision mm-hmm. and to, the, to have the self-awareness to admit mistakes yeah. when you're wrong and that's how you improve and showing vulnerability to your team as well yeah. and I always tell them guys honestly I'm also very new at this <laughs> I'm also a boss for the very first time it's a learning process mm. for me as well mm. and that's how we grow together yeah. showing vulnerability and being honest and being transparent with our team mm. that's a lot of words but yeah that's the toolbox <laughs> alright and um, yeah. that toolbox is for you who's listening right now uh, whoever you are uh, we may have never met yeah. or you may have never met Kim but I hope that little toolbox will bring you somewhere even if it's not to start a business to yeah. start a little something to, to, to do something new and different in your life yeah. um, and I just felt like having the urge to say this is um, I think a lot of the times we crave for big moments Mm. big milestones like having a business and then making it successful like just so fixated on that big thing Mm -hmm. that we forget it's really all that small things in between the mistakes the difficult conversation the cries the everything that will get you there yes yeah you can't get people don't see too people don't see yeah and people don't talk about Um, Mm. so hopefully by changing the narrative not really changing the narrative shifting our focus off the conversation off the narrative to instead of spotlighting just success I hope the conversations that we have on Head Over Heels can make you realise that we are also kind of spotlighting the pains the middle like remember Shannon said in a previous episode the middle I think ever since I had that Mm. conversation with her it kind of shifted inside something in me that to kind of also shift my perspective and it has really changed the way I think as well I can't wait to hear the podcast yeah the middle no I'm curious what it is about so it should be out by the time this episode is Mm -hmm. out but yeah it will be out on the 4th of August so by the time this is out you guys can go check it out (laughs) All right, Um, and we always end our podcast with three simple questions you can Mm -hmm. say in a sentence or um uh a short sentence or one word okay Mm -hmm. Uh, what are you currently head over heels for I know this answer (laughs) (laughs) how do you know I don't know it's either your your baby or Coco Dry am I right Um, both your babies or am I wrong I think it's just my life yeah right now Uh, I don't know how to put it but I think I am where I am supposed to be to be everything that I have right now 
um, and also the next chapter yes. of my life, even though there's a lot of uncertainty, oh, yeah. challenges, I don't know what's coming my way, yeah. but I'm ready to like welcome it with open hands. At least a, I'm trying to. <laughs> a cute junior cocoa dry yeah. baby is coming your way. A new yes. outlet and a Oh yeah, actually both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. I'm so so excited for you. <laughs> um, my next question is the best or worst advice you've ever received. The best or, or worst. worst advice. Okay, the worst advice. I for yeah. best and the worst actually. You can give each yeah. one each. Yeah. Okay. Um, just speaking from my personal experience sure. and what didn't work yeah. on me. Uh, I think the worst advice is fake it till you make it. Mm. I think we get it a lot. Yeah, we do. Especially when it comes to like confidence. Just fake it till yes. you make it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I understand the reason why this advice was given. Mm. It's probably from a good intention too. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it works on me. Mm. It's very hard for me to fake it mm. when I don't believe in something. Mm. Or when I'm in a business meeting, if I don't know something and after I know it, mm. it's just... To me, it's a little bit pretentious. Mm. And honestly, it's just from my personal experiences mm. that brought me where I am today is actually the other way around. Which is? Honesty. Mm. It's really telling me, hey, honestly, I don't know that if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to be 100% successful. Mm. And people that trust you mm. will trust you. Mm. And people that appreciate honesty will come to you. Mm. And I think that's how I also attract the right people mm. into my life. And, you know, the mentors, my investors, my friends that I've met along this journey knows me, mm. like, for me. And mm. also it's because of the honesty. I don't sugarcoat things. Yeah. And I don't want to fake it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the one. Best mm -hmm. The best advice is <laughs> focus. <laughs> <laughs> One word, simple. It's just one word. Yeah. I get bored so easily. <laughs> that is the problem. Like, if you know me well, mm -hmm. it's like, right now, oh my God, guys, I have this business idea. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. And people will always tell me, Kim, focus, focus. Even before I started, I had so many business ideas. Mm. My mentors was like, focus. Mm. And once Cocodrill was up, and I'm like, okay, I want to be a serial entrepreneur. I want to start this. I want to start that. Yeah. Focus. Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that's something that's really um, important to me, mm. especially when it comes to my personality that mm -hmm. I get bought very easily. <laughs> I'm always attracted by like new things. Yes, yes. And I think even earlier this year, mm -hmm. there was one of the last mm -hmm. event. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, oh, sorry, not the event. So I actually got a ring yeah. from one of the last uh -huh. and I actually engraved the word. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jen. Thanks for the engraving yes, services. Yes, yeah. Got it. And also a daily reminder that yeah. I have to stay focused focus in what I do yeah. and don't get distracted so easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Distraction can really just kind of, you know, bring you mm. off track a lot of the time. So, yes. yes focus. focus. All right. One last one. I think. One last one. Yeah. One last one. Three <laughs> words to describe your life right now. Three words. Um. Exciting. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting right now. Adventurous. Mm -hmm. Adventurous and limitless. I love that. Yeah. Limitless. Limitless. And with that, we wrap up today's episode with Kim. Thank you so, so much. And um, could you just plug in your Instagram and Coco Dry's Instagram to our listeners right now who could be their first time getting to know Coco Dry? Sure. 
So Cocodry's Instagram is cocodry.co, mm-hmm. and my personal Instagram is Kimmy Itreal, K-I-M-M-Y-I-T-R-E-A-L. That's right, yeah. girl. And um, thank you so much <laughs> for being on the show. I had so much fun getting to know you. I think we've met couple of times at events yes. but never really got to sit down and I think yeah. this is like my excuse <laughs> to get people on the show with me to get to know them and I love that and with that I end the podcast and the show this episode with what I always say that is to fall head over heels for yourself first and always and until then we'll see you in the next episode bye-bye bye bye